Hey, Richmond might get Dusty back. Well, we've probably trumped Richmond because we've got Sean Maloney back. Stan Sport Rugby commentator, he's with us now. It's always nice to talk a win with Sean Maloney when it comes to our Wallabies. We spoke to him two weeks ago. They'd lost to Argentina. Let's welcome Sean Maloney back in far happier circumstances. Morning to you, Sean. We're back at the top of the roller coaster, uh-huh. man. Who knows how far down we go or how much further up we can potentially get, but it's off the back of a famous Wallabies win against the Springboks on Saturday. What a what a test championship we've got. I mean, the the results are unpredictable and the term roller coaster is a perfect way to describe it, Sean. Can you believe some of the results that we've had over the last couple of weeks? Well, we've got Argentina at top of the top of the table at the moment. It's just crazy. I think pre-tournament you've got to have 50 or 60 to 1 for them to win the rugby championship, but off the back of their Huge victory against the All Blacks, their first ever in New Zealand on the weekend. They um, have pushed further clear, and we've got the other two sliding down the bottom. But honestly, the Wallabies on the weekend, their first 40 minutes was a combination of some of their best attacking play in recent memory and some of the most resolute defence I've seen them serve up for a long, long time to, to set up a half-time lead that they never surrendered. Some of the younger ones really stepped up as well, Sean. I suppose it's it's a period of time where we've gone through where there's been experimentation, but do we look as though we've got a good lot, the right combination now? Well, for the first time in a long, long, long time, I know we'll have a chance to see Dave Rennie pick the same squad two weeks yeah. running. I mean, that's how bad it's been for them this year with injuries and all sorts of other bits and pieces going amiss for them. So... Uh, he'll have that luxury this weekend for the rematch up in Sydney. And you mentioned young young guys. So Noel Olosio, the number 10 of the weekend, was just outstanding. And a lot of us have been wishing and hoping that he'd be in there and continue to get picked there despite some some ups and downs. But that's, that's always going to come with a young guy going through. So he had a really, really steady game, was terrific in the number 10 jersey. And then at the other end, a guy closing in on his 50th test match with the Wallabies, Mariki Corrine Bete was just unbelievable uh, in that win both sides of the ball, he was extraordinary I suppose the thing that frustrates is the inconsistency of the Wallabies over a period of time but there there seemed to be like a clinical approach, a lot more clinical approach in the way they went about it the other day and less, which leads to less mistakes and I mean, I suppose, is that just the experience gain and uh, yeah, it was just a different performance Clinical is a really good way of describing it, especially that opening sort of 10 minutes that helped them set up that 10-point lead. They came away with points when they got deep into the South African half. Uh, As I said, they defended really, really well to keep uh, the South Africans' trials in that first half. And then, again, clinical is the right word for the opening stages of that second term as well that helped them push out to that match-winning lead. So... That was obviously a combination of some of those more experienced guys coming back in. But like you say, they have picked up a lot over that last little bit, those younger guys, to know what's required to win Test Match footy. And it's going to be a big blowtorch that gets put on them again this week uh, at that brand new Allianz Stadium. Sean, uh, so many key players out. And when we spoke to you uh, a fortnight ago, we, we recognised that. I guess this shows there's a little bit more depth than maybe... Some of those, and I know you follow it very closely with your involvement with Super Rugby as well, but perhaps those from the outside saying, well, where's the depth in Australian rugby? Maybe we got a bit of a rude awakening at the weekend. 
Yeah, no, we do. And let's not forget that Dave Rennie's also debuted, fellas, I think around about 20, somewhere between 25 and 30 Wallabies across the last few years since he came in and took over. So uh, a lot of those guys have now been exposed at a test level. Some we won't see again, but those that have dug in and had a crack, they've shown that they've got what it takes to potentially push through to the World Cup next year. So uh, it's it was good, it was excellent, but as you both know and as you both rightly touched on, inconsistency is what's killed us over the last few years. So until they can, you know, make a back-to-back, we kind of just sit back over on this side and go, all right, there's, there's one down. Uh, let's see how many more we can string together. Voice of Sean Maloney, Stan Sport Rugby commentator, a famous win. Uh, for the Wallabies over the Springboks at the Adelaide Oval on Sunday, set up by a, a dominant uh, opening half. Sean, as an aside, uh, I know a few weeks ago we were talking about the England test at the SCG and, and how it wasn't perhaps the best of spectacle for, for broadcasters. What about the Adelaide Oval and, <laughs> the, uh, and, and the day test? We don't see a lot of day test matches these days, but gee, it was a great sight, the Adelaide Oval. Mate, it was awesome. So our, uh, my hotel room... Uh, was sort of up above that bridge that leads from the railway station over to the Oval. It's the first time I've ever been in Adelaide, actually. So I was up first thing and could see this stream of people, uh, I mean, across the early part of the morning, uh, getting over there in, in big numbers. So when the Wallaroos ran out against the Blackburns as sort of the part of the doubleheader, um, they had over, well over 10,000 people there. And then by the time that the main uh, game rolled around, it was... It was thumping, and they, they brought a lot of energy. Like, I'm not sure if... I know that it's not the traditional rugby stadium, but for the first time in 18 years, they had uh, Test Match footy there, and they let everyone know about it. It was, it was superb, and like you say, mate, there's something really romantic about uh, afternoon Test footy. It just, it just lands in a different way. It's hard to describe, but it was awesome. Well, the thing about this championship at the moment, I mean... The results uh, are surprising. Now, we've seen Argentina take on uh, New Zealand and, and defeat them at home, which is uh, inc- crazy stuff. We've seen Ian Foster uh, grizzling that uh, dirty breakaway tactics by the Argentinian. They're starting to grizzle. I mean, it, it's really created an interest in this whole tournament. It has. Uh, and Michael Checker, the former Wallabies coach, has a lot to thank for on that front. Obviously, um, leading his men to that win against Australia, and then and doubling it up with that, yeah, that win on the weekend was oh, it was it was insane. It's ridiculous that you can always complain about the Argentinian tactics at the break time. I mean, that is just that's pot kettle all day, every day. Uh, but we've also got that side sort of story now from an Aussie fans' perspective, looking across the ditch, thinking. Well, they've committed. They've just recommitted to their coaching staff through the World Cup next year, and things are not great uh, in that corner of the globe at the moment on a rugby, rugby front. Like they, they're a long way off what they used to be, the All Blacks. So now there's that sort of hint of perhaps hope that maybe the Wallabies can force the issue in the Bledisloe, which isn't far off as well. So there's all these other little side stories and side notes that are popping up in and around the rugby championship as well. But got people interested, as you say, Wano, and we, uh, we're loving it. Just a word on James Slipper, who's leading the team at the moment in the absence of Michael Hooper. He was terrific at the weekend and, and a very tough void to fill. I mean, Michael Hooper's been an incredible player for a long time now. Just a word on James and what he's been able to do. Yeah, he's good. He's good, Jackie. And he um, delivered a really key moment in that game at the weekend as well, under all sorts of pressure from that massive South African scrum. Those guys are huge. It's, it's, like, you 
don't appreciate how big they are until you get alongside them on the pitch pre-game. They're just enormous, top to bottom. So they were under all sorts of pressure. And then he found a way, the old fella, slips to uh, turn them away and win a crucial penalty in that first half when they'll count on their own line, the Wallabies, and then they got out of trouble and got away without conceding a try. So he's playing good footy in key moments. His decision-making was excellent on the weekend. You wouldn't fault a single call he made on the field. And uh, he, he might just be the guy that takes them all the way through the World Cup next year. Um, just on to another competition that we've been very successful at recently was the, the Sevens. Um, oh, yeah. uh, the Olympics, we were disastrous, and I believe that they halved the program and, you know, it, it, it was like, you know, we're not going to spend this money. And this year they've come out and they've won the World Series, the men, which is yeah. uh, incredible. So we've, got the, we've got the women, women, as you both know, who have just been high-flying forever uh, in the world of Sevens, so... They look after themselves, and if they don't finish one or two in the world, you know, then we go, what's going on? Yeah. So um, they've been okay, but the men, as you say, they had their program just slashed in and around COVID, and that was sort of the last time that I was calling that circuit. That was, I'm going to go March 2020, Vancouver. I was with the boys, and then it all fell apart. Their program got pulled to pieces. They only had three or four core guys inside that uh, setup, and then they basically just pick up part-time players here, there, and everywhere um, to help fill out their match day squads for these tournaments. And yesterday, uh, they sealed the World Series. They finished with bronze in LA, and as a result, they are now the best men's sevens team on the planet, which is just unbelievable. Maybe it was your influence of all your travelling around with Well, I'll tell you what. Well, <laughs> well, I know when I was influencing them, it was going the wrong direction. Oh. And probably part oh, no. of the reason the course got pulled apart. <laughs> I took them to some really dark places. But uh, no, I, was really, I was really happy for them. And that was a key, key uh, series clinching uh, effort yesterday as well because we've got the Sydney Sevens returning next year and uh, it's a full, full series that will kick off again on the other side of the World Cup. So they've got a World Cup coming up in Cape Town, which is sort of, um, uh, how would I describe? It's just, uh, it's not the same as the series. There's not as much that goes into it. That's over in Cape Town starting next week. And then after that, the series proper kicks off in November. So, uh, yeah, no, they'll, um, they'll be full of confidence. Men's and women's, both World Series champions, amazing. No, speaking of amazing, the Sydney Football Stadium looks amazing, oh, and we're going to see jealous. a test match there. I mean, how good's this yeah. going to be? Yeah, what about that? So I went out to see Guy Sebastian on Sunday nights with my little one out there. She's a big Guy Sebastian fan. Just to, they were putting it sort of through its paces and seeing how it went. It's going to be that good. That stadium is incredible. So there was only about, I reckon, 10,000 there by the time Guy played late Sunday night. But the light show, the acoustics, the noise generated by just 10,000 people there when we hit 40,000 for that Wallabies game on Saturday night. It is going to be electric. It is awesome. Great for that Moorpark precinct as well, that famous precinct there in, in Sydney. And uh, looking forward to heading over there and, and seeing some sport at that precinct over the next uh, little while. Sean, really appreciate your time. Lovely to chat to you, particularly after a Wallabies win. And hopefully when we chat again next, we're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, cross the fingers for them this week, fellas. Looking forward to it. Sean Maloney joining us there, Stan Sport Rugby commentator.